Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Cinemates. Obviously, we might sound a little different today. That's because we're doing this on the internet today. Yeah. Hopefully, this isn't uh, a trending thing, but obviously, this might happen some weeks, sometimes. Today, we're going to be doing the thing that we've been teasing for two weeks now, the 2010 Oscar movies. We're going to re-Oscar them and give them the actual awards that they deserved. Uh, I'm Mike Jose Collins. That's Jake Schultz. This is Cinemates. How are you doing today, Jake? It's good. It's a little weird being on the internet and seeing you with a virtual background instead of actually just staring at I'm you at across the mall. The room. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely at the mall. No, it's weird because I can't hear my own voice. And I'm so used to hearing my own voice when I'm talking during this thing. So now it's like a little weird to get used to not hearing my I ugly voice. I feel like I'm quieter. Like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the feedback. It's not yeah. working. I know, and I feel like we're going to have to work to not interrupt each other because then it's going to be like weird, like, ah, it, it, that, it's okay, we'll get used to it. I'm covering the Leafs tonight, and I just had lunch, but I don't have time to eat supper before I go to the Leafs game, so I'm trying to eat half of it right now, and then half of it on the way there, but I'm only doing that because it's too spicy, because mm. if I just try to force feed myself a bunch of spicy stuff, it's going to really hurt. So I will be munching a little bit of spice right here. So if I stand up, it's because I need water or an ice cube or something. It's really damn spicy. Just drink some uh, oat milk. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, let's go to 2010 here. Uh, Obviously, this was a great year for movies. This was pretty fantastic. I I went to go check on all the awards. Um, My rabbit just flipped over on his back like he died. I... um, I went to go check all the movies for this. Oh my god, what a great year. This is a masterpiece masterpiece here. I cannot believe the best picture that that, that was awarded based on all the movies that were here. Yep. Uh, so we're going to reorder these. How, oh, what's the order you want to do these in? You want to do actors, actresses, supporters, supporting actresses, director, cinematography, music, up to best picture as their final? Yeah, I think best picture should be the last. Um, and then I was going to say we could do editing and visual effects, but also editing was given to social network and visual effects was Inception, and I don't really think we're going to have yeah, too much. Yeah, I don't of a... think we have, we, there's not really big qualms with those ones. I'm kind of on board for, for all of that. So should we start with cinematography then? Yes. Why don't we jump to cinematography? Actually, before that, uh, do you remember this, Oscars? No, I don't. This was before I was like really into movies to the level that I was, because looking back, like these are a bunch of movies that I've had to like go back and watch. And I really only at the time I've seen this movie was Toy Story three and Harry Potter. <laughs> like oh, I didn't watch God. anything else at that point. So no, I don't remember these Oscars, but I know that this is like infamously one of the most famous Oscars outside of like the shenanigans with La La Land and Moonlight to yes. just flat out get best picture wrong. Uh, first of all, that. But the hosts of this were Anne Hathaway and James Franco, who decided ah. to get who decided to get really high before they did the Oscars, and it is a train wreck of those two hosting. They are just absolutely blitzed the, the entire time. Uh, it was pretty weird. So Very James odd. Franco, James Franco hosted a show that he was in Best Picture for. Yeah, it's a little and weird. He was not nominated for Best Actor. Feels a little biased, don't you think? Like, I don't know why, well, why, who let them do that? <laughs> well, he didn't take it seriously, clearly. Clearly not. So in, this is the 2010 year of movies, so the 2011 Oscars. So yeah. you're about 37 at that age. Yeah, I'm about 37. This is the uh, 80, I'm going to guess 84th, 83rd, damn. 
Do you remember these Oscars very well? I do. I remember these ones very, very well. All of these movies in here. Okay. Well, it is a good year. So we'll start off with cinematography first. We'll go over what was nominated for cinematography. There is five for this year, of course. The winner, Inception, Black Swan, The Kane Speech, The Social Network, and True Grit. So we have Roger Deakins in there, who the man is loved by the Academy, is recognized for basically everything with True Grit. And then a couple other people that aren't really out there in terms of other like awards caliber cinematographers. Now there's a couple, but the like to the level of Roger Deakins. And Inception won. So that was the winner for Best Cinematography. And I don't have an issue with that. I really like the the cinematography in Inception. It's a great looking movie. It still holds up really well to this date. Those shots, a lot of the shots, especially the visual effects, the pairing, looks really good. I don't really have a complaint. I don't think I would switch it. Like, yeah, but the social network was also had like a really good cinematography and true grit mm-hmm. as well. I think Inception only really won because stuff is flying upside down and stuff. That's true. Uh, but I think, yeah, I, I I got no complaints about it. I think it's pretty solid. Why not? I think Inception. I, yeah, I would put Black Swan as my two. I think that's a great looking really? film. Yeah, I do. I think there's a lot of it really just, good. It doesn't move around a lot though. I think is the issue with it. It's very like here's where does, we are. Does cinematography need to be like that sexy to be like the best? Because it, I don't think well, it has to be. No, but in the year 2010, yes, it did. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So we all we stick in Inception for both of us. I like Inception. I'm 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 okay with it. Um, you can make the case for something else, but I you know I I do agree. Actually, Inception is probably probably the okay. winner here. Okay. So we're two for two so far of keeping the awards the same with editing and cinematography. Two for Inception or visual effects. Sorry. Uh, do you want to? So sound is basically the same. It's Inception one sound twice. I don't think we need to, we need to look at that one as well. I think that's just it's a good film. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even. Yeah. So score I, next. Okay. Score yes, next. Let's go to score. Do you want to read these ones out? Yes, once I find them. Here, you read them out if they're in front of you. The qualms oh, of the. Here digital. we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Right, the winner was the Social Network, then How to Train Your Dragon, then Inception, then The King's Speech, then 127 Hours. Uh. First of all, one hell of a grouping. Yeah, 120, like, holy schmucks. 127 hours sticking out a little bit like a sore thumb compared to the rest of them. Um, I did watch the Kane speech. So I, in preparation of this film, I did watch the, or of this entire awards. I watched the Kane speech. Alexander Desplot, he is one of the goats currently for, for um, score. Rightfully nominated. I would not give it the win. Hans Zimmer's Inception, arguably probably the most infamous out of the... Th- out of these five, I would say, though, how to train your no, dragon score? No dude, way. That time score, that's like the score for time is incredible, and it's used in so many things. Like I've seen online, people love that score. I think it's a great score, but I think to what the what the social network score is to that movie is is the movie where you could you could use the inception that you could put that on any movie, but this like the, the social network score perfectly was that movie. If you know what I mean? Ben Reznor and Atticus Ross are great. I love their scores. And I honestly, I inception, like this is the thing. Those three are like, I consider those two and how to train your dragon. Some of the best scores I've heard. And I know people are going to be like how to train your dragon. Go back and listen to that thing. It is the most epic goosebump inducing score that you can hear for a 
kids animated film and it pushes it above to like an epic tier. I love that score. I'm happy it got nominated. But I think it's a good I, I think movie. It's a great, great sounding movie. But I think it's the social network still here. Yeah, I still think I, uh, that it's the social I, network. I think they got it right. This so I mean this is this is an all time score. This is gonna go down in history. You could you could make the case that this is the best score ever. Oh, I don't know about that. You can make the case. You could make the case. <laughs> There's a lot of good scores, man. It, this is one of them. This is yeah. a, a top top five, I think, all time. Okay. Well, so so far and we're you just could, not you could fight for number one. We're not differentiating at all <laughs> with the Academy. Hey, hey. We... Sometimes the Academy gets it right. But as we'll find out in this Oscars, sometimes they get it drastically wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Best animated film feature had three this year, which, first of all, three? Like what? They couldn't think of two more to do? Was that before that they expanded it? Like, I, why, why three? Toy Story 3, How to Train Your Dragon, and The Illusionist. I don't even know what The Illusionist is. Going to be completely honest with you, it's a French film. Never heard of it. So it's really a, a two horse race. De- we got a big debate here, though. How to Train Your Dragon or Toy Story Three? Both are fantastic movies. I Toy Story Three is my favorite Pixar film. And ever? You, yes, and you you know my love for this franchise. I've talked about it on this podcast before. But How to Train Your Dragon is sort of in a similar place for me. That those movies felt like they came out at perfect points of my life and helped me with my childhood and growing. And it was one of the first movies I wanted to watch over and over again. Whereas Toy Story 3, I don't know if I was in the correct spot where a lot of these other people who grew up with this film, these films were, to put that as like their their childhood thing. How to Train Your Dragon, weirdly enough, is it weird that I want to teeter towards that even though Toy Story 3 got into Best Picture? I love Toy Story 3. Like These are both five-star movies for me. But something think, about How to Train Your Dragon I, it just makes me want to put it over Toy Story 3. I don't know why. How to Train Your Dragon is a movie that you can repeatedly watch where I don't want to repeat watching Toy Story 3 because that is like an emotional train wreck. Yeah. But Toy Story 3, I think, as a movie is a better movie. But the replay value involved in How to Train Your Dragon, I think, is far, far more. And you could get, you could get more franchises like they did. They made a TV show and all that stuff. So I, I agree with this one where it is Toy Story 3, but I think I, I'm more likely to watch How to Train Your Dragon for the end. Like, I don't even, I could go the rest of my life and never watch Toy Story 3 again. If I ever have a kid or something, I want to watch How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. But I yeah, think they got I, it right. I think it has to be Toy Story 3. I know I was like, should I put How to Train? No, it has to be Toy Story 3. I just think it's a better, well-told film. Yeah, I mean, you got like- Great performances, even in that movie. The story is fantastic. The arc that all the characters go on, the the ending to that movie hits you like a freight train. Beautiful film. Yeah, yeah. I they're just two of the best animated films going at it with each other. You can't really complain with that. So we're both at a grade. That Toy Story three. We are. Yeah. We're we're not differentiating at all so far, and I don't think <laughs> best adapted screenplay is going to change that. The Social Network won. Mr. Aaron Sorkin. As well, what was nominated was 127 Hours, which was Danny Boyle's screenplay. Toy Story 3 got nominated for screenplay. Adapted screen- I didn't even know that. That's incredible. True Grit, Joel and Ethan Cohen, And Winter's Bone, the Jennifer Lawrence film, got nominated there. I forgot that that one got Good as movie, much man. love as it did that year. It got a lot and of love this year. 
It did. And I'm not changing this one as well. Aaron Sorkin's The Social Network, one of the greatest scripts ever made. I don't think that you can argue this. This is the creme de la creme of all script writing. Nothing is touching this. This is, if not the best written script ever up there. Yeah, de- definitely could be the go, but you got to give some flowers to the rest of this, uh, rest of oh, this yeah. category here. Like, I mean, true grit that have you seen the, the first one? No, but this is I've heard people like say that this is a really fun retailing retelling by, of that as well. By far, by far. Incredible yeah. movie. I, I love have you seen this one? At least Jeff Bridges, Haley Steinfeld, youngest uh No, I ha- no, I have okay, not seen okay. it. Even though it has a lot of the pieces of what I like. I know. It is a great year. year for film, this one. Looking at the list, I'm kinda it's, like, uh, okay. It's somehow uh like one of those boring westerny cowboy movies, but it's never boring. Like keep keeps you keeps you in it. It's very Coney. Very See, that's my Bridges thing, team. though. I just Very don't Jeff like. Movie. I don't like Western films, so that's why it's yeah, never well, on my radar to watch. If you like Jeff Bridges, you like Haley Steinfeld. It's, it's a good movie. Is Jeff uh, but, Bridges I mean, like? Can you understand him in this film? Yeah, it might be his best movie. Uh, that's coming from me. Might be his best movie. And it, I like The Big Lebowski and such, but this one might be his top. Have you watched Hell or High Water? I've watched every Jeff Bridges movie, brother. He is, you cannot understand a word he is saying in that. No. Film. <laughs> <A lot of laughs> he is so uneligible. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's, that's a win for me as well, Sorkin. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's the goat. That's probably the goat script. You know what was written off a book? Because that's why it's adapted. It's not just oh, that the social it's Facebook. Yeah, it's the accidental billionaires, the founding of Facebook, a tale of sex, money, genius, yeah. and betrayal. Well, you you had like even Oppenheimer was based after a book. You know, people just think it's the Oppenheimer movie. Doesn't love some Oppenheimer shoutouts. I I didn't know. Did you read the book? No. I feel like that would be a book that you'd want to read. About how Facebook was made. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to be honest. If the Social Network came out. In 2023, I would not watch it. I'd have no interest in that. Uh, even if they I do a sequel? I do not care about any of these people. I don't care about Mark Zuckerberg. I don't care about that social media. Meta's stupid now. Instagram's dumb. This is It's ridiculous. I don't give a crap about any of that. You think that doesn't prime it? Even if it was like, like if it, that, that movie came out this year, I would never go see it. You're telling me that if they didn't make a sequel with everything that's happened in the last five years with Facebook, that it wouldn't be good if they brought Sorkin back. They made Fincher. a sequel? No. God, no. That'd be terrible. That's an awful idea. They want to make it. Sorkin has said I he know. wants to. We've so why not? I know, but why not? Because it's perfect. It's already a masterpiece. You can't touch that movie. Let alone a sequel about all this dumb crap that nobody cares about. Get over it. It can end with him fighting Elon Musk. (laughs) Yeah, that's never going to happen. I don't know. I would watch it. I I think that it is going to... If I want We've talked about how we want Sorkin to just go behind the camera and just focus on his writing. And I think that's a perfect way to bring him back is to get him to go back when writing excellent screenplays with David Fincher. And if if they're going to make one, if Fincher's going to come back and if Eisenberg's going to come back, I'm not saying no. That's fair, but I would. I'd say no. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we're going to go. Whatever. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions, even if you're wrong. We're going to move on to best original screenplay, which was won by the King's Speech, David Seidler's screenplay. Another year was also nominated. Uh, going to be honest. Also don't know what that is. 
It's a comedy British film. Never heard of it. Shocked that I got Not nominated. Yeah. The Fighter. It was a great accent you did there. Screenplay by Scott Silver, Paul Tamsey, and Eric Johnson, which is the David O. Russell film. Inception, Christopher Nolan. And The Kids Are All Right by Lisa Cholodenik. Denko, Cholodenko, and Stuart Blumber. Another film I've never heard in my life. Never heard about that one? No. That's about the, all, the, all the, the kids and their, their dad dies or something, and they're all adopted. I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie since 2010. Got nominated for Best Picture, and I've never heard of it. Big, lots of uh, actors in that. Look at the cast of that. Yeah, you got the Mark Ruffalo, Annette Benning, Julianne Moore. Okay. Okay. Josh Hutchinson. There you go. Point of the film right there. You want some pita? That's at Freddie's fame. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about this one? King's Speech, big winner in this. Okay, so the script is fine. All right, the script is fine, and I'm not a period piece guy. Um, I was not as enthralled with this film as a lot of other people are. I know a lot of people are going, "Oh, period pieces are boring," but he they made it exciting. I didn't really care watching the movie. I didn't really care about King George and his stutter. Um, and I think the script is fine. That being said, there's two films that I know that are already better. I have not seen The Fighter, but I just I know it's definitely a better film because I've seen most of David O. Russell's films, and he tends to have very well-scripted films. And Inception's script let's be honest, is not necessarily the best, but I would put that over the King's speech. Oof. But not I there with you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because I haven't seen The Fighter that I feel like if I saw The Fighter, that one might be my favorite of those three. But I don't know. What do you think? I love The Fighter. I think that's a fantastic movie. Great script. Inception, okay. far too convoluted. I understood Inception when I first watched that movie, but the fact that more than 50% of people walk out of that movie not understanding the movie, I think that's, that's a little bit of the issues with the script. So I actually do think that this is the correct choice. The King's Speech should have okay. won this. And I am not a King's Speech apologist. And I'm not a fan of this movie, but I do think that this is the best script in this category. Uh, I have not seen another year. And I haven't seen uh, the kids are all right in a very long time. So, but but I mean that says something. The fact that I can remember all these other movies, the King Speech though, I think this is one of the only categories that it actually should have won this year. Uh, because it, I, I know you, maybe you were bored, but it, it did uh, it, it did have a pretty decent script, and it gave it gave a lot to uh, what's his called birth to act. So I, I was I was okay with this choice. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the movies in this category, though, about their scripts. The Fighters, it's it's a great movie, but this, I don't know. The script's fine. And then uh, Inception, again, it's it's too convoluted. And quite frankly, it's not not one of the best parts of that movie. I don't, I don't think that the script is bad. I think the script is fine. I just, I don't know. If I can't connect with it, I'm not going to put it as my favorite screenplay of the year, right? And I know that everyone's going to be like, oh, Inception, come on. But yeah, like it's it's one of my favorite films of the year. I kind of have to put it as my screenplay, I guess. I'm going to get lambasted for that. No, I think most people will be like, oh yeah, Inception rules. Because let's be honest, nobody remembers The King's Speech. No. And, and if you haven't seen it, nobody's ever going to go watch The King. You only watched it for this. Nobody I watched cares it for- to go watch that movie. 
I watched it three hours ago and I couldn't even tell you what half the stuff happened in the film. <laughs> That's because they're British. That's true. It was just hearing a lot of, bur- ooh, 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 but with a little bit no. more of a yeah, list this- to it. Yeah, exactly. With a stutter, with a stutter, you know. Uh, okay. It is. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, okay. So you're going with the King's Speech. I'm going with Inception with that one. Brings us to Supporting Actress. Interesting category. Melissa Leo winning for The Fighter. Amy Adams as well was nominated for The Fighter. Helena Bottom Carter for The King's Speech. Haley Steinfeld for True Grit. And Jackie Weaver in Animal Kingdom? Like... What is it? What is Animal Kingdom? Oh, that's the Joel. Oh, that, I know what that film is. That's the Ben Mendelsohn Joel Edgerton film. Okay, I've heard of that movie. I have not seen that one yet. But uh, some good actresses in there. Really good actresses. Amy Adams getting one of her first nominations in there. Haley Steinfeld, as as you previously mentioned, one of the youngest, uh, the youngest actress the to youngest. ever get nominated for supporting. And who I think they, personally they should have been actress the winner in general. Yes, I, the the one who I think should have won, Helena Bonham Carter for the King's Speech. She's great in this movie, like genuinely fantastic. And that's the one qualm I'll say with this film, or the one the positive I will give it is that the acting is tremendous, and that says a lot about the script that you're able to get those performances out of them. But I've always liked Helena Bonham Carter. I think she's one of the best actresses out there. She just has a way of encapsulating you with her characters, and she's so effortless. And I think none says it better than this film. I think this is one of her best performances. And I think that I enjoyed watching her the most in that film. And I think she should have won. And again, I haven't seen The Fighter. Melissa Leo could... You haven't seen the movies that are also nominated. Right. So I'm going to go with that one. But people probably love Melissa Leo in The Fighter. I just can't speak on that one. But I think, regardless, Helen Bonham Carter is tremendous. And she deserved to be nominated for that one. I think that's a good choice. Yeah, I love uh, Helena Bonham Carter in that movie. I actually think she's really fantastic. Uh, but Melissa Leo plays um, uh, Mark Wahlberg's mom and like manager. Truly fantastic. I mean, she's mm-hmm. able to get so much out of Mark Wahlberg, and like the relationship with Christian Bale too is f- phenomenal. Great movie. I have to go with her. Yeah, it's it's okay. sorry. I tried to watch both before this. It's been a busy time. I got okay. one out, so okay. at least I got the one. But the fighter is next on my list to watch. Because it has so many people in that film that I love. You got, you we'll got, get your pre-thoughts and then your post-thoughts. And it'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah you'll, get, you'll get that before. I'll have to do like a revisionist one on the next pod. You know, we're talking about Mark Wahlberg, who's in The Fighter, and Helena Bottom Carter, who's in The King's Speech. And if you want to see them almost like bang each other, where one's a monkey and one's a guy who lands on Tough. Planet of the Apes, you should watch Planet of the Apes. Stop. Great film. <laughs> She's dressed like a monkey, bro. I'm waiting for that TikTok to go out so that people can already crap on you again. Because bro, people can, like monkeys. Continu- considering that you still are getting so many comments about Gran <laughs> Turismo onto TikTok, people are going to kill you for your take. Did you ever watch the movie, bro? You don't like science? Lol, bad take. Um, best supporting actor, Christian Bale winning as the fighter. For, uh, well, is he the fighter? He's supporting no. actor, so no, he's not the lead he's the, fighter. He's, he's the brother. So he's a fighter in the film. Mark Wahlberg's the fighter. Mark Wahlberg? As well, John Hawks for Winter Bones was nominated. Jeremy Renner for The Town was nominated. Interesting. I did not great think in that The movie. Town... It's great in that movie. The Town Rules. That's probably one of my favorite movies ever. 
I just didn't even think the town got nominated at all for anything that year. Fantastic film. Remember when Jeremy Renner was a good actor? He should get back to that. Well, he just had that horrible accident, so I don't know if he'll be back anytime soon. Yeah. Hey, but at least it saves him from being in the MCU. Am I right? What? Anyway, he's keeping his career going. <laughs> Anyways, Mark Ruffalo, as well, speaking about the MCU, was nominated for The Kids Are All Right and Jeffrey Rush in The King's Speech. And considering the only film that I've seen out of this list is The King's so you Speech. You haven't seen The Town? I have not seen The Town. You love white boy movies. That's like hey. the most white guy movie. I know. Surprise, surprise, eh? It's a, it's a bad year for me. For A lot of the films I've seen have just not been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one who picked this year. I think you were expecting a lot of those movies to be on these lists. I think so, too. The Town rules. The Town's all-time one of my favorite movies ever. Ben Affleck, so who, Blake Lively, Jeremy Renner. Great so who'd guys. you go, then, for this for this, Christian Bale. Oh, this is uh, Christian okay. Bale is one of the best actors of all time, and Christian Bale. This is his best performance ever. Okay, he's like this. Uh, he's the brother of Mark Wahlberg, and he's like this sort of. He's on drugs, and he used to be a fighter himself. He's like battling with addiction or whatever. It's about their relationship. Mark Wahlberg's on like the up as a fighter. It's it's a very interesting interesting story, and he just portrays this fantastic character. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Probably one of the best I've ever seen. One of the best. Um, uh, supporting role performances ever, I would even say. This is phenomenal. Christian Bale's best performance. And Christian Bale, you could pick a lot of movies that that guy was been great in. This yeah. is my number one Christian Bale movie. Fantastic film. I feel like I should have watched that one over The King's Speech. The King's Speech! Because <laughs> I would have enjoyed my life, at least. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm going to say Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> I don't want to say Jeffrey Rush. I mean, He's good. He's great. Don't get me wrong. He's great in the film. He's tremendous in the film. But yeah, I, I guess over all these other people that I'm going to have to go to them. I was just quickly looking at my list of 2010 films. I've seen 39 of them. And I was realizing, <laughs> I'm like, why is like some of these not on my list? <clears throat> some of the films that I have seen. Diary of Wimpy Kid. Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Tooth Fairy. A Nightmare on Elm Street Reboot. Shrek Forever After. The Last Airbender. Grown Ups. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Little Fockers. You're like nine years old in 2010? Yes. Actually, <laughs> I basically was. 99 to 2010, do the math. I was like 11, if that's what my math is. But a film, two films on here that I have seen that have not been recognized this year that I want to give a shout out to before we get a little bit further to show that I have watched some films. On Sandies is Denis Villeneuve's film from this year. It is a French film, and it is about a mother and two son or her son and daughter and learning the story about them it's such a tragic and well-told film i love that film i think it's one of his best films and not a lot of people talk about that and as well and say this came out that year too sure whatever scott pilgrim versus the world did not get a screenplay nomination did not get anything and it damn well should have been got an adapted screenplay nomination that movie that's bombed little, i know but that should not stop from getting nominations at Oscars. It was way too political in 2010. Yeah, well, if that do, movie... All you had to do was pretend to stutter, and you could get an Oscar. If that movie came out this year, it would get nominated for a screenplay and probably win. If Scott Pilgrim 
ha- had like some type of mental disability or handicap, yeah, Michael Sarah might be up there for uh, actor this year. That's Michael Sarah. That's all. That's all the 2011 or the 2010 Oscars were. It was just such a stupid time for movies, but great movies came out. Yeah, but the there Oscars, was some good movies. The worst. This was like yeah. the peak horrible Oscars. Have they that really gotten that, that much better? With every single category. Have they gotten that much better though? Yeah, I know we're agreeing yes, with everything. Yes, they have. They did. Yeah. Uh, they did for a bit, and then they did the whole Will Smith thing, and for some reason, Moonlight won Best Picture, and it gets all weird. Yeah, that's going to sound bad from two white people saying that Moonlight should not have won Best Picture, but we'll get to that when we get to the 2016 Oscars. <laughs> Best Actress, Natalie Portman winning for Black Swan, going up against Annette Bening in The Kings Are All Right, Nicole Kidman in White Rabbit Hole, Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone, Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. Crazy. Very white category, but the right winner in Natalie Portman. I don't think we have to stay on this one too long. Darren Aronofsky does some wonderful things uh, in that film with her. Fantastic movie here, but uh, Michelle Williams is a close second. The Ryan uh, Gosling, Michelle Williams, that is uh, fantastic. That's a I think you just... Fight. I'm just, she's I'm great just in that film. Flowers here. I mean, it, it has to be Natalie Portman. Is that, was there any other, uh, any other performance even this year that was better than hers? Men's, women's? Probably. Christian Bale. Both are pretty even. And it's a, Nicole, a great, great performance. Nicole Kidman getting in for a film I've lit this. When I talk about films I haven't heard about, Rabbit Hole, genuinely have never seen this film in my life. It bombed at the box office. You just talked about this $6.2 million. But she got nominated around everywhere. So she did, the, uh, she did her Renee Zellweger run, basically. Except Renee Zellweger won for Judy a yeah. couple years ago, which probably should not have happened but yeah natalie portman and black swan it's it's been talked about to death her performance in that film how so. many is renee zellweger one two i don't know probably she two. must have already won before yeah she won two what'd she win the first one for i don't know her winning for judy was ridiculous i don't know why like it was set in stone before the academy season even started and then they were just like oh yeah like i guess we'll give it to her why not she went for Cold Mountain. What's that? <laughs> it is an epic period war film directed by Anthony oh. Minghella, starring oh. Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger, Brandon Gleeson, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Natalie Portman, Donald Sutherland. What the hell? Why is this cast so good? This was really like the end of uh, Nicole Kidman's career eh? around this time. 2003? Fell off after this. She was in like or every 2011. Movie. 2011. <laughs> I thought you were talking about 2003. And I was like, buddy, I think you're missing a whole decade. Um, maybe. She was in Big Little Lies and she was great in that. That's not a movie. Still TV. Still performances. Still counts. I'm talking about blockbuster movie hits, bro. If you're a, a, a real actress. You could say the same thing for Amy Adams. She hasn't been in anything big since Arrival. Okay, you could. I didn't she make wasn't... the case you couldn't. <laughs> she was in Dear Evan Hansen, though. So, you know, she got that one she under her belt. Oh, God. <laughs> Great yeah, cast. I, li- even though people... I like Natalie Portman. 
okay, who doesn't okay. like Natalie Portman? Best actor. Okay, this is gonna get. He's gonna get a little spicy. Colin Firth winning for the King's Speech, going up against Javier Bardem in Beautiful. Oh, it's a, it's a in a Ritu film, so that makes sense. So he got nominated for that film. Jeff Bridges for True Grit, Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, and James Franco in 127 Hours. Um, you just watched just, the movie. Yeah, let I me know. Because because here's here's the issue with that. Was he great in the King's Speech? He was okay. Was anybody else in this list better than that? That's the question. It's got to be Jesse Eisenberg, right? No, God, no. Jesse Eisenberg was not the best part of the social network, and he had a lot of other people giving him stuff. He was basically just doing a Jesse Eisenberg bit, and it worked for that movie. There are far better actors. He's probably at the bottom of my list for this movie. You're just thinking well, we d- too social network wise because the social network is such a fantastic movie and yeah. has this guy at the center of it, but it's not. Okay. I cannot give it to Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, Jeff Bridges in True Grit. You, I haven't seen it. James Franco in 127 Hours. Okay, he's he's good. I don't think he's really best winner, but it's got a, It's a two horse leg between Jesse Eisenberg and Colin Firth. I think. I, I don't I know. Jesse Eisenberg's on the bottom of my list here. That's crazy. I don't agree with that. He's just fine in the movie. James Franco is a better performance in 127 Hours. No. He, he by far has a better acting, where you're showing all your acting chops. By far a better performance. I absolutely disagree. I will I'm going to give it disagree. to... I am going to give it to Colin Firth. And I say that after saying that I think True Grit was Jeff Bridges' best movie. But Colin Firth was genuinely just fine. But it made the movie, the whole movie, and it won all this nonsense and whatever. The movie is fine. But it was, I guess, an Oscar-winning performance. But all he did was have a fake stutter. And that should not be enough. The fact that everybody else on this list just isn't as good as that performance, it kind of sucks. It's an Oscar Beatty performance. Completely. So why, are you, why are you awarding and it? Worked it? Because it, it was technically the best performance. What? You can't say it's fine and then say Jeff Bridges has his best when you love him and then say, yeah, no, he doesn't deserve it, though. Just give it to him. He doesn't really. Like, Jeff Bridges is also just doing a Jeff Bridges-y bit. Okay. But he's but a so, cowboy. <laughs> so it makes him better. Well, Colin Farrell's actually playing somebody who existed. And you can okay. hear the work that he actually put into the performance, the history, the study that he actually did to play this person. Jeff Bridges is playing Jeff Bridges as a cowboy. Jesse Eisenberg is playing Jesse Eisenberg. I, I mean, yeah, he is. He's just being a dick, which is apparently what Jesse Eisenberg is. James Franco is actually probably like the third on my list because I do really like his performance. It's fantastic. And he cuts off his own arm. Javier Bardem, never seen that movie. I mean, I have a stutter, but I don't get an Oscar. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, but you didn't put the work in, bro. You didn't fake that stutter. True, true. That's just part of my personality at this point. Um, no, I'm giving it to Jesse Eisenberg. I think you're wrong. I think it's Jesse Eisenberg's best performance. It's insane. <laughs> I don't I think do, it I is. I agree. I agree. I think it's Jesse Eisenberg's best performance. I'm not denying that. But I'm saying That's- as an actor. To put in the work that Colin Firth actually did, to study the character, 
he is completely portraying a different human being. He is not Colin Firth. He, it, it's it is a great it's a great like if you read in a book how to play somebody, he does exactly that. It's very Oscar Brady. But technically, like to the acting profession, it is a very good piece of acting. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't care about Oscar bait performances at all. They really just, un- they're never special to me. They don't stick with me. I'm not going to remember this performance past today. Jesse Eisenberg, if he did that in another movie, you'd just be like, oh, remember when he was that, uh, that, that nerd in that movie? All he does is sit on a computer and go, oh, 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 oh uh, you got it to the, you got it to the nerd group. I didn't get into the nerd group. Let me make, uh, I, I want to bang this girl. Let me make a website. Oh, like, shut up, bro. Yeah, he it's does not it a well. Performance. It's not. Yes, he does it well. Yes, he it is. Well. He does it well, but it's not like this all-time performance. Like nobody cares about his performance in that movie. The, his performance in that movie has nothing to do with the rest of how that movie goes. Justin Timberlake is a better actor in that movie, and he's oh, also no. just playing Justin Timberlake. Stop it! Stop it! That is ridiculous. I like Justin Timberlake as an actor. That is not. That is ridiculous. You can't say that. You like Jesse Justin Eisenberg. Timberlake as an actor? I like him in the films that he's done. No Strings Attached. It's a fun film. Great No Strings Attached. He's good in this film, but to say he's better than Jesse Eisenberg is ridiculous. Have you seen the Time one? Time movie? What? Where he's like walks around and currency is time. And then this guy is about to die and he's like, here, take all my time. And then he has like a billion seconds. And he's like, what? And then he's all rich. All right, did you just explain his life to me? I saw that movie in theaters. It was wicked. I don't even remember. About Time? No. That's the one where they time no, travel. Yeah, that's the Dom Hall Gleason film. Yeah, this is a, he's got like this time on his wrist. Honestly, you're, prob- you're probably just describing Yogi Bear to me. Um, no, I, okay. I, I like the performance. I'm just saying it's not a great performance. He's just that's, doing Jesse Eisenberg. That's, that's a bad take, man. That's a bad take. That he's just doing Jesse Eisenberg? It's not a bad he, take. He is, but he's doing it to like peak performance level, and his career yeah, peaked at that point. I'm saying he's not. I'm saying as an actor, to actually portray like somebody and do the study and the research it takes to do that. Jesse Eisenberg, you could like put him in a room with Mark Zuckerberg, and they're just not really the same person, but he's enough, and he does his own Mark Zuckerberg thing. Where if you pick Colin Firth and any British guy, he can play that guy because he's a British dude. Boom. Science. Wow. What a, what a mic yeah, drop. I, I, I do agree that it's Colin Firth. I don't like this category. I did not like a lot of the people nominated in here. I love the Jeff Bridges movie. Um, True Grit. I love when he's playing Jeff Bridges as a cowboy, but it, it wasn't a lot for me. It wasn't phenomenal. Okay. All right. Like, you guess you're entitled to your own opinion. It's uh. I don't agree with it, but we move. We move on. You're you're staying quite in par with what yeah, the I have not changed at all here <laughs> until we get to probably these ones. Yeah, so best director, let's give this one literally two seconds to go over. Tom Hooper, The King's Speech, Darren Aronofsky, Black Swan, David Russell, The Fighter, David Fincher, The Social Network, Joel and Ethan Cohen, True Grit. Um, David Fincher for The Social <laughs> Network should have won, and we yeah. move on to the next category. Probably one of the best uh, directing of all time. So Tom Hooper did Cats. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really think we need to talk about more than that. 
David Fincher should have won. These last two are just ridiculous, actually. Like, just flat out, I don't know what the Academy was thinking. Because the direction in the film is fine. It's not even anything special. It's just very flat, and it's just kind of there. But, you, come on. It's the social network. It's David Fincher. Tom Hooper beat him? The guy that got James Corden to floss in a film? In a cat costume? Like, excuse me. You were, you were just <laughs> laughing right now. I don't even think your mic is picking it up, but you were just dying of laughter. Um, yeah, anyways, that is, that is blasphemy to me. And in the category where every other director is like very well acclaimed, say what you want about David O. Russell and how much of an asshole he is. He's an, he's an acclaimed director. The Ethan brothers are loved. The Ethan lovers? <laughs> lovers. Ooh. The Cohen brothers are loved. Aronofsky, obviously one of the best directors of all time. Give it to the actual one of the best directors of all time in David Fincher. Yeah. I'm there. Bad choice. Bad choice to get it. No, it's a social, it's a social network. You can't not. We're going to say the same thing to the next the final award in Best Picture. Yeah. The Kane Speech winning over Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception. The kids are all right, 127 hours. The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. A great list of films. Great list of films. What the With hell? One of the, the worst Spe- winners <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If this movie came out like two years ago what was two years ago 2020 what won then coda no nomadland nomadland wouldn't have won last year wouldn't have won three years ago wouldn't have won four wouldn't have won five wouldn't have won it shouldn't even have won this year this movie is never a best picture winner any year it's ever made go back in time you can go all the way back to wings i bet wings was a better movie have i seen wings no, never going to watch a movie made in the 40s. That sounds stupid. I think it was even older than that. It's probably like the 20s. That sounds dumb. What the hell is this? I don't Academy. Know. What, I get your obsession with British people sometimes. This year, the year before that. This was like peak Doctor who This was peak, uh, I think, Home or Sherlock. Sherlock was coming out. So there was this big British craze around this time. This is Black Mirror time, too. But, is this Black Mirror time? Well, no, it so. wasn't. It wasn't really America. It was in Britain, but it wasn't in Canada or America. It hadn't really. That's what I mean, 2011 us. though. That was when yeah. Black Mirror was coming. In Britain, but there was this weird obsession with all things British stuff. People had like telephone boxes. People had the mind the gap signs. This is the only reason that this movie won this year. All it did was take a guy. And give them a speech impediment. That's all it did. And the Oscars were like. This is the peak definition of Oscar bait this year. This is why people hate Oscar bait now. Because you have debatably. The best movie ever made. In this category with it. And you gave it. To the King's Speech. Which is a fine movie. It's a fine movie. 
But you have the social network from the performances. I know I just crapped on Jesse Eisenberg. From the performances, it's the perfectly casted movie. The Justin Timberlake op option, the, 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 what's it called? The leap, the, the guess, the, the chance they took with Justin Timberlake. Could have been a I have no idea where you're going with that. (laughs) The chance, the chance. I just could not think of the word chance. The chance they took with Justin Timberlake to make that, like, that could have completely gone a different direction. And he somehow fit that role perfectly. Andrew Garfield gives one of the best supporting performances I've ever seen. I don't even know how he was not nominated in this movie. Yeah, he wasn't nominated. Didn't even mention that. Didn't even mention. Everybody in this movie is perfectly casted. The score is perfect. Any everything you hear in that, the script is perfect. The directing direction is perfect. The cinematography, everything about that movie is the perfect movie. But because the guy is British, and because he goes like, oh, 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 I'm Brit- Brit- British. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? And you know what though? I'll give it, I'll give the Academy this. They knew they effed up, and they tried to correct a lot of stuff after this. Specifically designed for white people, which is why a lot of people got mad after that too, because this is yeah. a very white, very white year still. Very white. And even before it's a very white Oscars are very white up until um uh Chris Rock is like, Yeah, guys, you're not you're not white. And he's not funny, but he he uh he was okay on that Oscars idea. But holy crap, this is one of the worst misses I have ever seen in any award show history ever. This is a disaster. You have the best movie of all time sitting there. I don't know what they did. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it gets any better than that. I don't think I can say anything else. We've I talked about it a bit with the director. It's just a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. There's no reason that this ever should have happened. And yeah, it's a fine film. It's literally, that's all it is, is a fine film. But to sit here and award it for being that in an era when there was a film that not only was ahead of its time, but is aged to perfection still, and is still one of the best films ever made, right in front of you, and to not do it is absolutely insanity. And it did not get any better the year later. There is still, next year, the year later, really bad year for the Oscars. They corrected some of their mistakes. You'll see. No. You'll see when we talk about it next week. You'll see. I is it going to be good, next I got week? Some good takes. I don't think it could be next week because I'm telling you right now, every single winner, I have not seen any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> you are a crack I've up, bro. S- I've seen Rango. That's all I've seen. I've seen Rango. Rango ruled. I- Rango does rule. I have not seen The Iron Lady. I have not seen The Artist. So I-, I will have to catch up. Oh, I've seen Hugo. I've seen that one. I can talk about Hugo. But that is, uh, that's the 2010 Oscars. 2011 Oscars. Yeah, what a disaster. I mean, we could go through this list here. Black Swan was better. The Fighter was better. Inception was better. 127 hours. It's the better, about on the same page. Yeah, it's better. Social, yeah, it's better. Social Network is better. Toy Story 3 was better. True Grit was better. Winter's Bone was better. Yeah. I think the only one I just can't really remember the kids are all right enough to say it was a better movie. Because The King's Speech is a fine movie. Yeah. And I agree that the performance was a fantastic performance from both, both everybody in that movie. Ah! Just misses, bro. Yeah, it's social network. I'm picking the social network. You'll probably pick the social network, too. I just think it's going to be one of those winners that are going to age poorly, just like Coda. Coda's going to age poorly. Out of a year that had Dune, that had Licorice Pizza, that had Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, it's going to age poorly 
compared because Dune is Coda is just like that film. Coda is just like the King's Speech in that sense. You're making a face. I love Coda. I have Coda at four and a half stars. So don't give me that. But I think that this is goes in the same echoes the same sentiments of that is that this is a film that you do not award for being the best in that year because that There's is what only this like is one movie to be. though you listed that that was really better. Dune. Yeah, and Dune didn't really end well enough to have a block because it's going to a sequel where you can't really say that that movie completed itself. Sure. There's no arc for anything, so I couldn't really give it to Dune. But then all the but other ones, like, I don't know. I'm okay with the Coda one. But it's kind of it's kind of the same thing, no? It's kind of the same. Like you, When you look at that year, that year, in that's time, the COVID in time, year. I think we'll go back and we'll have that take. Yes. I think it'll be the it's same thing. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird because the Academy don't know how to award proper winners. And I don't think yeah. they'll ever know how to. Except for Parasite. That's the one time they actually got it right. And that's probably going to be a similar year once we get to Parasite. <laughs> we already did 2019 everything, bro. They didn't give it to 47 meters down on Cage, so I don't know. I can't <laughs> agree with anything they did. That's why I'm saying I'm not allowed to let you put in your own films because you would just do that for every single film. You would have pulled out Good movie. Like, Spy Kids 4. You would have been like, yeah, give that best picture. Why don't we? Yeah, obviously. Let's look at the best movies from 2010 here. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some good ones we got going on here. Buried? That's a scary movie, man. The it's Town. A good movie. I would probably give it to The Town. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. This would be a good one to do it, too, because you couldn't. I mean, you're taking the social network one. Dear John, that'd be in mine. There's a lot of good ones. Anyhow. Oh, my God. You got to watch the 2011 movies. We'll we'll jump to next year after. All right. All right. You said it didn't get any better and you hadn't seen any of the movies? Shut up. Shut up, okay? We'll get to it. We'll get to it eventually. It'll come down the line. All right. But for now, that was our 2010 year in film, recasted by us as term of the Oscars. Did you watch anything fun this week? Anything quickly? Uh, no. But but uh, what's come? What came out? No, dude, we've been busy as f. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. If you if you watch anything, let me know and like. Three minutes because I got to go to a hockey game. I got to go cover this Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators, and oh, I get to I get I get to go interview the players after. But I thought it was going to be the the like prospect, bro. They got the full lineup going tonight. I'm excited. Hell yeah! Say hi maybe to Matthew some of them. Tonight. Will uh, hey, maybe they'll remember me from the fact that right. I'm always at their houses. Jerks. Yeah, maybe you could just be like, hey, I made balloons for you, and they're going to be like, who? Um, I did watch one thing this week. I watched Sex Education hey, season four. Some of them remember me. Okay. Every time I sure. go, they're like, oh, hey, what's up? Don't give yourself like, that much up? credit. And then we dab give... each other up. And then we kiss. Sick. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, speaking of kissing, Sex Education Season 4, I hated this season. Was yeah. not a fan of it at all. I think that it just butchered everything that this show had for its first two seasons. And Netflix does not know when to finish a show. They just like to carry it on. And this felt like a show that also was not supposed to end this season and was to continue. And then they realized halfway through, oh, crap, this show has supposed to end. So they wrapped it up because they introduced new characters and gave them more of a screen time than majority of the main characters. Otis's storyline does not end. 
He finishes in the exact same place that he started season one in. Maeve has a good ending. I hated Eric's storyline, and they split up Eric and Otis through the season, which is literally the two chemistry is one of the best parts of the show. I don't know why you would split that up. And every other character's themes, like they're thrown to the sideline for conversations that I did not care about, for relationships that I did not care about, and for episodes that were extremely long. Like, I mean extremely long. They were an hour and 30 minutes for some of these episodes, which is just way Jesus. too long. Way too long. And it was just aggressive. And I was just not a fan of the final season. And I honestly felt pretty hollow at the very end. Yeah. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah, it was not, not a good time. But I did watch The Continental as well, which is the John Wick spinoff show. Uh, for a show that's called The Continental and is supposed to explore the past of John Wick and the history of The Continental, it did none of that. So I am excited to watch the next two episodes and be bored again for a, a, minute, a minute, no, an hour and 30 minutes as well, because that was a 90-minute episode, and it was not very good. All right, let's give our final verdicts on if the 2010 Oscars did it right. Yes, no. I mean, I would say yes if it wasn't for the last two. Yeah, I have to say that they did it right, uh, but then they completely butchered it. So I'll give it this one a thumbs down, and I only disagreed with two things, basically. Big, fat thumbs down. Just before we let Michael go, I want to give you guys what's coming out this week. It won't be too, too long here, because there's a couple things that's coming out in theaters. We got Saw 10. This is the sequel to the first saw movie and a prequel to the second one so if you're a saw fan which i know that there's lots of you out there you'll be going and enjoying yourself some more john kramer action as well there is a lovely film coming out called paw patrol who doesn't love the paw patrol i know michael does as there's people out there that are trying to dub this as saw patrol weekend with those two films coming out in theaters let's go so if you want to go watch some Double feature of Saw and Paw Patrol with your kids. I would expect nothing better. As well as the creator, this is Gareth Edwards' new film coming out. This is the sci-fi film with John David Washington, which is getting... Looks really good. I don't think the reviews are out yet, but I've heard really good things from this film. So it might be on the radar to check out. And yes, I, I gotta know protect we did... this little robot girl. Oh. oh, I don't like the noise you made at the end of that one. And I know we didn't watch Dumb Money. And I know we were supposed to watch Dumb Money. We'll get to it, okay? We're busy. And Wes Anderson has like 7,000 different shorts coming out this week. So if you're into that, that's on Netflix. One a day. I don't really care. Go ahead, you Wes Anderson weirdos. And I think that well, wraps everything up. Let's, let's watch him. We'll, we'll watch him. They're short. Really? Okay. Yeah, we, we should. Okay. We'll wait till the end and we'll watch all in a row then at least so that we can just progressively get more annoyed as it goes on. That sounds like torture. We watched Little Italy, so I don't want to speak about torture. That movie's a fantastic film. It's probably the top three film ever made. Ever made? Okay. All right. All right that's going to wrap up Cinemates for today. I'm Michael Jake Collins. That's Jake Schultz, or Jake underscore Schultz. No, Jake Schultz, Jake underscore Schultz 6. Holy stroke. Are you okay? At, uh, at x.com. Formerly Twitter. Uh, follow the Cinemates pod. Follow Cinemates pod. Like and share. Follow. I keep saying follow, but follow it on all of the different things is what I meant to say. You're follow losing this your channel. Mind. Follow this chat. Uh, TikTok. We. I have some clips coming on the TikTok from the last episode, so feel free to like those, share those, post those. Uh, if you guys like monkey movies, you'll probably like those ones. Anywho, take care. We guys will see you next week. Hopefully, we won't have to do this on Zoom. Uh, yeah, if you guys hopefully. did not like the video quality, or if you love the video quality, maybe you, or the audio quality, maybe you're like, wow, they sound even better. They sound. There's like no they chance. Like each other. 
<laughs> There's no chance. You put them in a room, and they, they're like scared to talk to you. You put them afar, and they're like, you're an idiot. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, Jesus. <laughs> see you guys. Thanks for the support. Hola or hola. Au revoir. Oh my God, goodbye. <laughs>